this quality deserves to be played in the most sophisticated sense. Uh, I mean, the vegan black metal chef videos are are great, but they do take an extraordinary amount of time. Yeah, and uh, and they don't produce. Uh, it's not like I spend that much time and like, oh yeah, ten grand hits the bank. Like, yeah, I got Can I do that? Yeah, and uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, but uh, since then, I've moved back to Orlando mm -hmm. and uh, have the studio reset up now. So, I've been That's... doing a bunch of live stuff, uh, uh, trying. Trying different things out at the moment, but, right uh, but yeah. Um, is that where you're recording from now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm uh, I'm in Orlando, Florida now. Right on. Um, are you from here? Uh, I'm from Tampa originally. Okay. Uh, I moved to Orlando in about um '02. Okay. Uh, after going to school in Gainesville, and uh, and yeah, so uh, moving to Los Angeles was the first time moving out of Florida. Oh wow! And what'd you go to school for? I uh, went to school for behavioral neuroscience and computer science. Oh, wow. And some, uh, uh, don't heavy do stuff. anything with that now. No? <laughs> Were you doing stuff with it before? Uh, I mean, I was a computer programmer in college. Mm, um, gotcha. Uh, worked in a, in a brain lab. And through that, I got sort of severe tendonitis and precarpal tunnel syndrome. Oh, man. And graduated college really without the ability to use my hands. Holy shit. And, uh... And said, "Okay, now what am I going to do?" Yeah. And uh, and so and I had to I had to baby it for uh, for years. I mean, like sleeping and wrist braces. Oh man. Uh, I could only be at a computer for fifteen minutes at a time. I had to set timers. Like, wow. uh, yeah, yeah. I, I could not do what I trained and studied to uh, to do. Uh, That's rough. Just physically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was it was terrible. And uh, and so I had to change uh change my life and change my thoughts with that uh i've babied it to the point now that it's uh it's under control yeah. but if i do like a marathon mixing session yeah. um like music making or whatnot right then uh then it, it can all come back uh uh in a day and wow. so uh so yeah it's something that that i still live with and uh that it's still still uh still a pain that's crazy and uh I, on the on the neuroscience side, I guess I worked in a uh, in a um, neurofeedback clinic for a time. What does and, that mean? Uh, uh, it's where they like uh, put like EEG electrodes on your head, oh, okay. and you get to see your brain waves and uh, and sort of control uh, your your brain controls its own brain waves. That's uh, wild. Kind of a, a a weird thing. Yeah. Um, is that why but, it's called uh, like a? Is that why it's called feedback? Because you're kind of yeah. like yeah. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. Basically, you see on a little screen a little right um, bar going up and down, and uh, yeah, and then people report various benefits depending on different uh, different placements and different. That's interesting. Um, yeah. I, I I notice in one of your videos you have a Dos Bunker shirt on, and that might be oh, yeah. where that might be where we've met. Because we used to go there back in the early two thousands. Wait, Das Bunker in Los Angeles? No, in um, Orlando oh. there was one back in the oh, early two thousands. Oh yeah, 2000s. yeah, 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 yeah. At yeah. a at a at a Alpha Bar or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was I mean that was a long time. ago. I know, I know, and that's like <laughs> that's like where I saw all the shows back then. Because there's not, I mean, there's no shows now, 
but back then that's where you saw the shows either that or tampa you know i yeah i i, I think i caught the very tail end of that oh, like yeah. as it was dying gotcha gotcha but man that scene back then was so much fun and oh, I mean, I, I remember in downtown Orlando, one of the things back then that not many people seem to remember for some reason, uh-huh. uh, but um, there was this art studio yeah. like right around there that you could like uh, go. Uh, uh, I mean, I could leave independent bar or alpha bar or wherever I was at out there, like like walk a block down to this art studio mm-hmm. and there'd be like artists painting and making sculptures and yeah. doing all sorts of stuff just throughout the night and you just walk in you walk around like into their rooms yeah like uh check them out doing their thing i know uh, exactly I'm what for you're granted. talking about that was called oh, oval really? oval it oh was wow orlando like, uh, visual arts league and that's where city arts factory used to be um mm. if you're familiar city arts factory is on the corner of pine and uh orange right sure. on that corner and city arts factory used to be oval back then and that's exactly what you're describing as oval because oh. the the artists would rent out those spaces and anybody could walk through there and watch them and go in their shops and that shit was awesome that was cool as hell like uh yeah. like why 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 can't we have things like that anymore like, There's, uh, that you was... know logistics <laughs> and money especially money like one yeah, of the reasons because back then orlando was very cheap like laughably yes. cheap yeah oh. um like um one of the reasons city arts factory moved into the building they're in now is because they got their rent i, I forget how long it was but it was like a dollar a year right now and that's why they <laughs> moved in because the building is owned by i mean it was donated to the city by the guy that owns it so mm. the rent is only like a dollar a year or something like that. So right. that's where why they moved in. But like that that's a lot of that happens a lot in Orlando. Like you need support from the actual city to make it, especially in art. You know. Sure. So. Oh like, oh yeah, because uh, there's there's not the like. Uh, uh, well, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of mansions and stuff in Winter Park, but there there's yeah. not. It doesn't seem to be like the art buying culture here. No. Uh, that I've seen elsewhere. No, not at all. Are, like most of the galleries you see here if they're still standing they are supported by the city oh uh, gotcha yeah like city arts factory is actually supported by the city um mm-hmm. there's one that just closed actually that was supported by the city called snap and they started out as a music fe- i mean a photography s- uh, festival and then they opened their own gallery and they had photography exhibits by like famous photographers they had um they had regular art exhibits like paintings and sculptures and different things like that and they recently closed i think a lot of it had to do with the pandemic you know but like all the art you see in orlando is pretty much on the walls of restaurants and bars because you have to have a side aside uh, income to keep going you can't just keep a gallery open just selling art sure know? sure 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 so a lot of those places have closed since then um i'm an artist i like know pretty much everybody in the art scene in orlando so that's why I, like i know so much about it oh 
I, I, I'm glad that you I didn't even remember the name of Oval, uh, but I'm yeah. glad that you remembered uh, that that thing existed in general because not too many people seem to remember that even people that were around yeah. back then. Yeah. yeah. So it was kind of like a really cool space for artists to create and then galleries to have a cheap space to be open. And Favo is like that now. You Are you familiar with Favo? No. What's it's that? It's on the corner of Highland and Colonial. And it's an old motel that's been turned into art galleries and studios. Oh, okay. I'll have to check yeah. that out. Uh, how, how recent is that? Oh, it's a few years old. Just a few years. Uh, yeah. I mean, so so that that could have been in the time that I was in Los Angeles. That, yeah, uh, probably. That I had not uh, yeah. not heard of that. How long have you been back in Orlando? Uh, since just before the first lockdown. So oh, since wow. like Marchish. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's a weird time to come back. It it it, it definitely <laughs> definitely is. But I mean, I guess it's a weird time to be anywhere, right? That's true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> are you are you working here? Um. Kind of, sort of. Uh, no, I mean, not like, uh, like, uh, I mean, I got a. Uh, I don't have new employment. Um, mm -hmm. I've been uh, submitting to um, uh, various uh, acting and voiceover agencies okay. recently. I uh, just sort of updated all my uh, right on. my acting and voiceover stuff. I'm yeah. looking to pursue that a bit more, especially like in Atlanta and New Orleans and that's, things of that nature. That's good to um, do. Both of those places but, uh, have a very, like, thriving film industry. Like, uh, the last time I was in New Orleans, I had to, like, skip, like, four streets because they were filming on every single street. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. Yeah, 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 no, absolutely. But, uh, and luckily, uh, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the, the, um, the extra work and, and, uh, and very, uh, and, other acting things in uh, in Los Angeles mm -hmm. uh, was all uh, over there. That's all W two work because Got, basically oh, yeah. the production has to hire you for the day right. uh, and then lay you off. And yeah. uh, and so luckily I got unemployment through that. And, oh, okay, uh, nice. And my overhead is pretty low here in Orlando. Yeah, and, it's uh, cheaper to live here than it is L.A. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, no joke. I mean, and uh, yeah, I'd gotten a small house like during the the housing crisis here. Oh, nice. And, uh, and so, yeah, so my, my, my overhead is significantly lower than... Uh, right on. Than. So um, with your vegan black metal chef, that started out as a character or, like, how did that start out? Because you mentioned acting and stuff like that, so... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the acting stuff, no, I mean, that's a, that's a recent development. I had oh, no okay. interest in that until, well, I was uh, until wondering I because, to Los Angeles and... Uh, yeah. And I was wondering about that because he, he's like a character that you created and like it's very much like theatrical so i was wondering if you had any background in doing that um no uh no 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 background cool. uh i i i i had no interest in it whatsoever actually <laughs> no <laughs> and, uh, that's funny and uh i mean only until uh, i'd gotten on some sets and had a whole lot of fun in los angeles that uh that i saw that uh that uh, I mean, I guess the closest you can think with that is, uh, mm -hmm. I mean, I've had local bands in Orlando uh, okay. where we have put on sort of theatrical, like uh, theatrical makeup and and uh, and and put on kind of a theatrical-ish show. Gotcha. So I guess that was my um, 
my only sort of uh sort of inter- like uh, creative outlet of interest with gotcha. that. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, how did it start? I, I mean, I've been vegan since uh, somewhere around 2000 or 2001. Oh wow! And um, and at the time that I started the vegan black metal chef stuff, I said, "Wow, I think my food tastes really good. It's really cheap, and it's not that difficult to make." Uh, and I was like, "Well, I think uh, I think the world needs to know about this. Like, I think it's a doable form of veganism for 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 the masses." And uh, and so thought about making a cooking show but cooking shows kind of bore me and put me to sleep and uh so i just made the show that i wanted to see and uh and luckily a few other people wanted to see it too that's awesome hold on one second um so when it comes to veganism like 2000 2001 is kind i mean that's like it was kind of a new thing back then wasn't it yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's, it's not been the, around it's not the OG vegan stuff, but uh, but that was probably the cusp of where you started to see more like just the hint of the first couple of like sort of the modern products that uh, that we see today. I mean, there's some stuff that's been around for a very long time, but yeah. right around there seems to be like uh, like yeah, just the the cusp of a of a few of the. The vegan products that you even still see today that that didn't get sort of dated out um and uh and yeah but i mean it, yeah it wasn't i guess it wasn't ridiculously popular but like mainstream uh and, as it is yeah today. yeah 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 it, yeah definitely wasn't uh mainstream uh, exactly yet but uh but hey, someone's someone's gotta start somewhere and right, uh, and right. uh, i think from a lot of people Starting then, I think I think in, in the the last like uh, six years, veganism has just sort of exploded in, in oh, yeah, general. For sure, um, like I'm vegetarian. I'm not vegan, but like I've been to a lot of vegan restaurants because of that. But even before that, you know, like for sure, yeah, like vegan food is definitely. I don't know. It's like, it's grew with technology it's weird but it seems to have grown with technology and maybe it's easier to make it make things like that now like you had your video was about freeze-dried meats like how does that work oh like, actually the funny thing is well actually those aren't freeze-dried they're just dehydrated that's what i meant yeah, uh, dehydrated, but uh yeah. but um but actually those have been around forever really like uh that's kind of one of the funny things it like uh in that I do, th- I do love a lot of the new technological advances of uh, of the the vegan meat world, mm-hmm. but that happens to be one that has been around for who knows how long. That's like, funny. Uh, I, I mean, uh, in like, I mean, you could probably find those in the the Asian store or even Indian stores. Oh, uh, yeah, for, okay. And and, uh, and even uh, I guess the the Seventh Day Adventists, which I would say almost like pioneered a lot of really? the vegan meats. Like, uh, like, uh, they, they had like the Loma Linda brand stuff and the, um, uh, I forget the exact name of it. It's the, the one with the little crown symbol like on it. Uh, oh, yeah, a I lot know of those talking about. have, uh, have been sort of dated out by, uh, by hydrated vegan meats forever, which I mean is really just either soy protein or wheat protein or a mixture of the two. Oh, okay. And, gotcha. uh, that's been, uh, that's been dried out and, 
boil them for a little bit and then saute them and they're they're amazing and ridiculously cheap really i'm gonna have to check those out like um i'm on the west side and there's a lot of different places to go on this side because um pine hills has a like big indian and caribbean um food like Oh, and the uh, the the, the, the giant and... Asian market in Chinatown yeah. in Pine Hills is exactly where I found my absolute favorite brand really? of the dehydrated vegan meats. For uh, it's got the Verisoy brand vegan beef slice. Uh, and you, uh, I mean, I could grab a bag if you want to see it, but uh, but uh, it's uh, like less than five dollars for a giant bag of this stuff, and uh, and and it rehydrates to like an incredible amount. Huh, that's and interesting. So, uh, so yeah, for less than five dollars a bag, and it's shelf stable. Um, basically, I would uh, describe it as like the most perfect sort of beef and broccoli chip. Okay. Like uh, if one were to make beef and broccoli, yeah. but like, uh, but yeah, but watch the live stream to see how to really make it because a lot of people might try to. Actually, the cooking directions on the uh, on on the box of the bag are uh, are inadequate. At like uh, oh, okay. like. But both take too long, nor uh, nor make it in an optimal way. Yeah, I got you. And, uh, a lot of times, a lot of times, like what they're using when they make the recipe, like if they're using electric or if they're using uh, gas, that'll make a difference in the way it cooks. You know, like yeah, only 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 slightly. Like, yeah, uh, but there's like uh, it'll definitely. There's like little things like I'm a baker at Publix and there's like, like baking I, is different. Yeah. I couldn't make the same stuff that I do at Publix. I couldn't make that shit at home. You know? Oh, gotcha. Yeah. No, but baking is significantly different. Yeah. Um, but like all the recipes that you make, are those like your own? Yeah, I mean, well, I say they're my own, but I mean, a lot of them are essentially classics of, uh, yeah, of like, various cultures. Like your and, first uh, video is Pad Thai, shit like that. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's my own take on all these things. Right. And uh, and uh, and that's that's what I try to focus on is, well, I mean, my my underlying sort of through line for everything is doable veganism for the masses. That's awesome. Uh, if uh, if if it's not uh, relatively easily done or uh, relatively cheap, or if you if it requires weird ingredients that you can't really get places, gotcha. then uh, then it's not it's not really my concern. Right on. And uh, I mean, there might be fantastic things along those lines, but uh, and also I I figure, what do people want? Uh, I mean, if people go to restaurants and they order various dishes, mm -hmm. why wouldn't they want to eat that at home as well? Right, right. That's that's a really good way to look at it. And um, you wrote a book. Um, is it pronounced satanic? Yeah, the okay. satanic spell book. The yeah. satanic spell book. Recipes and r rantings of the vegan black metal chef. And you can find that all over the place, right? Yeah, yeah. Amazon's uh, you can find like the... Uh, yeah, you can find it on Amazon. Actually, I found out a couple places do have it locally. Uh, oh, right on. Uh, although, actually, I, I, Austin's Coffee just uh, got uh, theirs restocked in there. That's and, awesome. Uh, Ava and uh, Avalon Bookstore, uh, one of my friends just posted that uh, 
that they have it as well. Fantastic. That's good to know because it's always good to support your local places. Like, yeah. Um, sadly, like two days ago before recording this, um, Dandelion closed. I, I saw, I, I've been following it. Man. Uh, that is, rough. that is a, so uh, like places, tragedy. yeah, places like Austin's and, um, Avalon, it's always good to support those places because you never know. Like it's been a rough time for independent, small independent places, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know Dandelion, see, I, although I don't know all the facts, that it mm -hmm. seems to be a slightly different story. Okay. Uh, I really hope that uh, that our, our, our story not exactly having to do with um, uh, it simply shut down because they because they because of lack of interest. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but, there um, is a lot of complex things going on behind yeah. the scenes. I think. Yeah. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you that, never know, like, what how it's going to impact, how anything's going to impact places like that, you know, like, Oh, for sure. So like, yeah, like, um, it could have had a little bit to do with it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it could have, it, 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 it absolutely could have. And, uh, I mean, and also like, let's say, uh, I mean, th I mean, this is one place where I think the, the government should get out of the, should either help tremendously or get mm -hmm. out of the way. Uh, I mean, you have these various uh, restrictions on places that right. uh, that let's say, but that but then let's say they can't hire additional staff if like let's uh, if too many people all of a sudden show up, right? And you're supposed to yell at them to get out, get out because uh, right. if the someone comes in and and sees this, then then uh, then they could get shut down or get right. some kind of license taken away or something. There's so many and, weird uh, little things like that. It's like, what the hell? Yeah, to me, like uh, either the uh, either either we apps either we actually have uh, a legit shutdown if you, they're really interested in protecting people. But along with that, the government pays everyone's bills. Right. Uh, only the t like and uh, and if not, then get out of the way. Like, uh, the, sure. uh, then like, uh, the, yeah, you can't, right. can't do these half measures that don't serve anybody in a sense. Right. Right. Um, so I wanted to talk, we talked about the satanic spell book. Um, I wanted for to those talk of you on audio. It's S E I T A N I C. Just, yeah. Uh, sorry. You know, the, uh, the, the, the vegan wheat protein, uh, play on words. That's awesome. Um, I, I was going to ask about that cause like I'm not vegan. I don't. I don't know all the terminology and stuff like that. Um, I'm glad you mentioned that. But I was gonna mention in your videos, there's, you know, the black metal chef thing, but you also have the black metal music. And yeah. do you make that music? Which I, which I make. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I make all the music for it. That's awesome. I do all the uh, recording, mixing, mastering. Uh, I, one of the impetus for the first episode was. I could finally make even a halfway decent recording. So yeah. that was uh, about the time I left where I'm like, oh, okay, I, I can make at least a recording now. And then that's awesome. Uh, and then actually the vegan black metal chef stuff has helped me out a lot in that sense of, uh, I've been able to experiment with, uh, both musically and production wise mm -hmm. where the music nor the production, uh, has to carry the whole thing. Like gotcha. uh, a lot of thing that's uh, that's pretty discouraging actually about 
making music and especially making your own music and uh, mm-hmm. if you're recording your own music is that if you just have the music, that's uh, if you want that to be awesome, that in and of itself, both the music, uh, the composition, and the production, mm-hmm. uh, both have to be spectacular. I mean, right. basically, you're competing with uh, with the best of the best Absolutely. right away. Yeah, and uh, and so um, since uh, I had the, the 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 cooking and the uh, the visuals and the humor to aid and carry it, yeah, uh, I got to play music and, uh, and experiment with music where it, that didn't have to be the only thing that hit. Right on. And you, you release your music under the forever Dawn name. I, I found yeah, it for on my, for my, norm, my normal Cause I went to your website. Well, it's vegan black metal chef.com and yeah, that's where everybody can find your everything. So when it comes to, making vegan food I and um vegetarian food a lot of a lot of the big thing is protein you know I mean like, sort of like uh it's, it's actually that's the that's the big myth is protein oh yeah but, uh, yeah it's a it's a giant myth if you're if you're eating enough calories oh. then you're eating enough protein gotcha and uh almost uh, no one you, you you never see anyone going to the hospital for quashioricor which okay. is protein deficiency. Gotcha. And uh, and uh, the only time things like that happen is if people. So I mean, some people. I like. Uh, it's not an absolutely huge amount, but it's a significant amount uh, right. that I've seen that people will take on veganism uh, to have an acceptable eating. It's an acceptable way to have an eating disorder. Gotcha. And uh, and they'll say, oh yeah, I just ate four pieces of broccoli and some rice today. Like, <laughs> mm, love this veganism. Wow. And uh, and <laughs> and yeah, they've eaten uh, they've eaten a hundred calories for the day, and, uh, and wonder wonder what happens, or they eat a, a a small salad as a meal. That's hilarious. And uh, and and that's it. But yeah, if you're if it's it's a giant myth that. Uh, but yeah, if you're if you're eating enough calories, then you're eating enough protein. Gotcha. But so, there, yeah. and there's there's plenty of ways to even load up on protein if you want to load yeah. up on it. Like, uh, see, like I don't know a lot because I'm new to vegetarianism. Like, um, it was just out of convenience for me. I was living alone <laughs> and I didn't really cook. I mean, it was just silly to me to buy a little bit of meat. <laughs> Cause it was just me I was cooking for, you know, and mm-hmm. it still is like my roommate, he doesn't cook. I think, I think when I moved in here was the first time he, you, I mean, the stove was ever turned on was when I moved in here. <laughs> Seriously. Like he cooks wow. in the, he cooks in the friggin' microwave. That's all he does. It's like TV dinners and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, all the time. That's all he does. So for me, it was kind of like convenience because when I was living by myself, I was living downtown and I don't have a car. So like it just made sense. Like all I was eating really was like um, salads and stuff like that because you can get a lot out of out of a salad, really. Like, yeah, if you do it right, you know, like yeah. you can add yeah, nuts, yeah, yeah. you can add nuts and stuff to it. And that's kind of what I was doing. And a lot of eggs, actually. I was eating a lot of eggs. 
Um, mm-hmm. That was, I don't know, like, it just made more sense to eat an egg than it did to cook beef <laughs> or a pork chop or something like that, you know? So, like, it kind of just came from that. Like, I was, like, I found myself eating less and less meat. So I was, like, well, I'm, like, 90% there. Why don't I try to do it 100%? And it's been like a year that I've been 100% vegetarian. There's been a couple times. There's been a couple times where I didn't have any other options and I hadn't eaten all day. <laughs> that's a that's a weird story. So a few months ago, I ended up in a psych ward. <laughs> mm. And there were no other options other than like this. Like They don't have a vegan option in the psych ward? No. You'd be surprised, Even, uh, what, right? Was it, was it an Adventist health psych ward? <laughs> I don't think so. I, and if it was, then they probably have a vegan option. Yeah. But uh, I'd be, I'm, I'm surprised actually. Really? Can't. I mean, I mean that 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 sucks that you can't get. I a told vegan them I was vegetarian, at, and they, they, I don't know, the communication in there was bad. Like I told uh, them I was vegetarian, and they still gave me the same shit everybody else got, and. I ended up giving it to the to this other guy. I was in there because I was super depressed and suicidal. I wasn't in there because I was Baker acted or anything like that. I went there on my mm. own, so I only mm. spent 24 hours there. I'm glad yeah. I only spent 24 hours there because, like, it was rough and like I was afraid to sleep. <laughs> did that did that make you feel better about your mental health when you got out? You're like, whoo, like uh. Maybe, oh, yeah. maybe things are looking up. Like, oh yeah, for uh, sure. Maybe like like just uh, just seeing how bad uh, other people have it. Oh yeah, for sure. Makes, uh, yeah, and I can cook my own makes food. Makes you less depressed. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh man, it was so much. There were so many little things. Like I said, like I could cook my own food, and like, yeah, it was crazy in there. But interesting. Like, yeah, that was a weird thing. That's pretty much the only time I've eaten meat, and that was because I didn't have anything else to eat, you know? Sure. They gave me an apple and a sandwich, but the sandwich was turkey, and I was like, nah, I don't want this. So I ate the apple, and, like, that was it. And then, like, when I actually got into the psych ward, all they had was, like, this nasty cafeteria food, and the only thing that was, like, okay was this weird little meat patty thing they had. So I ate that. Gotcha. I, gotcha, I, gotcha. I know for, some... for, for, for those of you that are listening that wonder how to sort of get rid of like uh, like sort of cravings or, or, mm-hmm. or things like that, there is a method of, uh, oh, of, yeah? of getting rid of them. And that is basically uh, uh, before you're about to eat whatever animal product it is, mm-hmm. uh, take two, three minutes and uh, like completely think of the life of the animal and okay. try to visualize like exactly what uh, what it's been through. If you need some visuals on that, I mean, there's uh, movies like Earthlings and uh, and or they're documentaries, I guess not uh, Earthlings and Dominion for, okay. for a brain refresher. But yeah, after you do that uh, a few times, um, you you won't even want to eat it. I'm glad you went there because I was going to ask you what was the motivation for you to become vegan? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the, the fast answer I tell people is I don't believe in the exploitation of animals. Um, and then gotcha. the, uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, but in, in reality, we're really just trying to make the world suck just a little bit less. I gotcha. And, uh, and, uh, and if, uh, if it's, if it's, uh, stuck to the, the spirit of that, mm -hmm. then, uh, then, then that is, that is good. It is good. I, I think it's good. And I don't, I guess like my biggest thing is like, I don't know. As far as like non-vegan, but vegetarian, I would have to say cheese is the biggest thing for me. Yeah, of course. it is for a lot of people because uh, the uh, the casein in cheese, the the milk protein, mm -hmm. uh, actually breaks down into uh, to an opiate. That, oh, really? Yeah, that your body uh, detects. It's a piece of morphine. Like I don't and, even uh, drink. I don't even use regular milk. I use um, rice milk because mm -hmm. I don't like soy milk, and I found that rice milk is, I don't know, I like it better than any of the other, like plant-based milks. Sure. Uh, I, I, I really uh, have, have really liked oat milk recently. Oh, that's, yeah? Uh, that's more of a, a, of a, of a semi-recent addition, but oat milk, I think, is an absolute game changer yeah. uh, in, in general. I make um, a lot of smoothies and shakes and stuff, and I use that instead of water because it just works better with the shakes and stuff that I sure. use. Sure, so. sure. Yeah, no, I mean, right, rice milk is, uh, is, is fine as well. Uh, I remember, like, Rice Dream was like... Yeah. Like uh, back in the day, like uh, like one of the originators of that. Was, uh, oh yeah, it, yeah. That's the one was, I use. Ah <laughs> uh, yeah, I, that, that that's been around for uh for a really long time. And uh, I like I remember when they came out with uh with like their first ice cream product, which I thought was way better than the original Tofuti product. Uh, like ice cream. I, like when I had the original Tofuti thing, I was like, oh well, I'm just gonna forget about ice cream for the rest of my life. Like, that's it. <laughs> right. Uh, and uh, but. Technology has, uh, well, I should say people, people's knowledge and things have come a long way because mm -hmm. honestly, I would say 90% of the various vegan products that are out now could and, and vegan like dishes and mm -hmm. restaurants could have been around for forever. Yeah. They just, they just weren't huh. like, uh, and, uh, yeah, a lot of it, um, is not exactly technology based like uh, uh, some of it. Yes, but mm -hmm. but a lot of it. Uh, I mean vegetable broth and uh, true Satan yeah. and uh, and uh, and tofu and tempeh and stuff has been around for a really long time. Yeah, I remember and, hearing about uh, tofu and just, a long time ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And just the uh, the the knowledge of how to make things awesome. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure some people knew it then, but uh, but but not the ones that maybe were promoting it. Gotcha. Like you said, the <laughs> the the dehydrated meat products, like that's yeah. been around a really long time. But like, I don't know. It just seems like it's taken. It's like it's not a fad. It's definitely not a fad, but it it, it does have that that fad following. Sure. If you know what I mean. Sure, sure. Yeah, no, I know, I know so, what you mean. Yeah, like, mean. um, it's it's a lifestyle kind of, in a way, but yeah. but like it has that 
bad following. So like, yeah, like all those things seem to be new, but they're not. Like I work at Publix, right? Mm-hmm. And we've had uh, pomegranate juice for a long time. And it's been there for a really long time. Like Palm has been making juice for a really long time. The company Palm. Sure. P-O-M. Sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, and we had it for years. And then all of a sudden, Oprah mentions it on her show. And we <laughs> sell tons of that shit. And it's just because Oprah mentioned it. Like people wow. are like, oh, what is this thing? Like she made like a pomegranate <laughs> martini or something like that, you know? Uh, and then you have like Joe Rogan mentioning, I, I love bourbon. Like that's my big thing mm, when it gotcha. comes to drinks. And uh, Joe Rogan mentions Buffalo Trace bourbon and you can't find it anywhere now. <laughs> yeah. Well, in Florida, you I mean, Orlando, you really can't find it. I've, I've had a hard time finding it. There's a few places you can find it. Like every time Publix gets it, it's sold out like really fast. Like they'll sell a case in like two days or something. Um, I was funny. in Kentucky a few weeks ago for the weekend and they had shelves full of it because that's where it's from, you know. Oh. But yeah, like like it's funny, like little things like that, like you you never think that a fad would start because a celebrity would mention it, but it happens sure. all the time. And like, I wonder what really started the quote vegan fad. You know what I mean? That's been recent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, like, I mean, I think, it, I mean, I've seen it grow throughout the years mm-hmm. and like uh, it's, definitely been on a on a on a steady upward trend there's never been a time where i've gone to any stores and been like oh man like you just can't find any vegan products anymore like mm-hmm. they just keep getting removed because no one's buying them like that's just not the case like it's the opposite like, yeah you uh, keep finding more there's always more yeah, yeah there, 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 there's there's always been more uh, that's since, awesome uh, it's like the moment... organic thing like <laughs> organic was a thing it's been a thing for a really long time and then it just kept getting more bigger and bigger and you found more organic products and then like whole foods and Publix have and whole foods is pretty much all organic but then Publix Mm -hmm. started Publix even opened organic stores do you know that oh yeah yeah I can can imagine I mean because I know that they're they're trying to compete with whole foods pretty uh yeah pretty hard on uh I mean similar similar sort of clientele right right uh, and then you have entire sections in Publix that are uh, organic. So yeah, like veganism has kind of grew in that same way. I've noticed. Yeah. 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 No, absolutely. And, uh, I mean, there's definitely like a, a critical mass thing and, mm. uh, along with like several viral videos and personalities gotcha. like, uh, that, uh, that, that caught on. But I mean, honestly, the, uh, the easiest part about all this is uh, I feel like we have the truth behind us. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, it, I mean, the, the meat and dairy industry do everything they can to hide the truth. Right. Of, uh, of uh, if 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 they would happily show like mm-hmm. uh, in the meat department, like uh, like videos of how the animals are made and processed. Right. Then uh, that and, and people would watch it and be like, oh, no big deal here. I don't I like nothing wrong. <laughs> right. Then uh, then 
then uh, it would be uh, a rougher fight. Yeah. But if they if if they did that, I bet you meat sales would go down and not up. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. It's like it's like that that big tobacco or big oil, like big meat is a thing like like those. Like I remember when the pandemic started, Tyson had to lay off a shitload of people. I remember that being a big story. And it's like, uh. oh, and. A lot of it had to do with the fact that they were working so closely together that a lot of people got the virus and basically they had to shut down factories. Yeah, they, these are these are in rural areas. Yeah, where like the pandemic, like you think would would barely touch. Right. And then uh, and then all of a sudden, like in these rural areas with the uh, the meat processing plants, right? Um, is and uh, and actually. Even though I'm not sure, I, I mm. haven't read specifically how linked it was, like uh, to an actual spread. But uh, I like I think it, within frozen meat products from various places, they are yeah. finding coronavirus. Right. And uh, and like uh, like shipped. Right. And uh, and uh, as I said, I have no idea if it's catchable from that or whatnot. But right. but I'd be I I my I would raise at least. Yeah, same here. I've thought about that actually. <laughs> like when I'm going through the grocery store, I'm like, man, it could easily be in anything we eat. I mean, like not just meat, but like a lot of the veg vegetable stuff because I have a food background, so I kind of have a pretty good understanding of like time and temperature and all that shit and I think about that a lot I'm like well you know uh, bacteria live live best in this temperature so like whenever they talk about temperatures and the sun even there's so many little but things I, but yeah yeah like like it might be in vegetables and whatnot but I know that it has been found in uh oh yeah it the various and in, in, in various For frozen sure. meat products yeah and like uh and so yeah, so yeah. Well, it, I imagine if it if it can live on a on a surface like a wood or something, it could definitely live on a vegetable. Oh, for sure, <laughs> yeah. for sure. But uh, but I wonder how many people you have in. in uh in like close proximity, like especially right around the time of the packing. Yeah. Like uh, right. That uh. Exactly. That yeah. that that go into that. That's exactly right. Um. So. When it comes to cooking, I I wanted to ask you because I I don't know a lot about it. I've I only hang out with a few vegan people and mm -hmm. been close with only one straight up vegan person, like really close to this person. And she introduced me to the Impossible Burger. And I wanted to know what your take on this is like meat that um, plant based meat that basically tastes and feels and looks like meat. Like, what is your take on this? Because you have oh, a very I, I, long... I think I think anything that uh, that uh, that goes towards the elimination of the exploitation of animals. Mm -hmm. I am 100 percent for. OK. And uh, I, I mean, yeah, I, I and and any like like people 
have like eating meat is a really deep seated thing with a lot of people. Yeah. Because uh, because for one, our we have constant uh, advertising for it and constant right. um uh, what's the word that I'm looking for conditioning. Okay. Uh, like uh like uh, around eating meat from the moment. I, I mean, since since we're little babies, and so True. in one sense, uh, like what I tell people is the hardest part about going vegan is not finding delicious food to eat. That's the easy part. Uh, the hardest part is overcoming the social conditioning gotcha. that is all around you. And yeah. the second, uh, like the second you go vegan, your friends and family are gonna be like, "Why do you hate me?" And uh, yeah. and why do you hate everything right. that that you grew up doing? And uh, like, oh, and then your grandmother goes, oh, so you won't eat my casserole anymore? Like, yeah, I'm going to die of a broken heart. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> and uh, I've had that uh, happen to me. Yeah, yeah. It, exactly. And so that's that is the like, like we're, we've been so indoctrinated to that. So, yeah, of course, like, of course, they're going to make uh, uh, things that look and taste like meat. Because that's what people the, the the advertising and conditioning has already right. been done for them. Right. <laughs> I I actually thought about that a lot recently because my roommate, this dude, he has like the worst diet and the worst. I don't know. I doubt he has very many taste buds left. You know what I'm saying? Mm, like his enough. stuff is bad, and I'm like you know. I'm vegetarian. I bet you I could cook some shit, not even tell him that it's vegetarian, and he wouldn't know. Oh, a hundred percent. Like, uh, uh, I mean, absolutely. If if you if you made someone like a like a jambalaya dish with the Beyond Meat yeah. in it, there is zero percent chance yeah. that they would know that that was not meat. I was uh, yeah, but I was wondering if it if it could go the opposite direction, like. With the Impossible like that, Burger, like, how would you know that they're not serving you meat? I mean, you just have to take their word for it. That's all we can do, right? Yeah, I think so. Like, uh, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, like, once you've eaten it a decent amount, especially, like, if you bite into it and you still see half of it there, maybe you wouldn't know in your mouth, mm. but if you still see half of it there, then gotcha. you, you, your, your eye at least in general, like, uh, is, uh, can, can get more attuned to gotcha. sort of what it looks like, but it, like, uh, but the taste wise that you probably wouldn't know. No, I, when I had it, I could, like I said, like I've only been vegetarian for like a year. And when I had it, I was like, holy shit, am I eating meat? <laughs> the, yeah, no, I I mean, I, actually, I mean, I remember when like the original tofurkey roast even came out and they're yeah. like, uh, they were like giving out little slices like uh, somewhere. And I had one. And I was like, what did I just do? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. And uh, yeah, the, uh, like that. Um, yeah. So I, I agree that like like the it's it's virtual like taste wise. It's virtually indistinguishable. That's it's so. crazy. Like it's kind of a new thing, too. So um hmm. So when it comes to cooking, you do a you cook a lot. You cook every day, probably. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. every day ish, like okay. uh, like in the sense of uh, maybe every other day or every third day, I'll typically make a meal or I'll typically make a dish that lasts yeah. maybe four or so meals. Gotcha. And then have other like little other convenience meals, like I'd bought in like a baker's dozen of bagels at like right. Einstein. And so tossing a couple of those in with some like either vegan cream cheese or or just as like a like a like a frozen vegan chicken patty sandwich thing. Oh yeah, like, uh, those are I call good that, actually. Like, cooking. Oh yeah, they're 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 fantastic. Yeah, they're fantastic. Um, um, so what's your favorite thing to cook for yourself? Uh, I uh, like. See, like when people start talking about favorite thing, yeah, that often means that there's a huge array, uh, a, a huge array of things that aren't that good, and then a couple things that are really good. That's a good and way to look at that's, it. That's uh, that's that's just not the case. Uh, anything that, and to me, food can only taste the, the 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 best food can taste is man, that was absolutely fucking awesome. Yeah, like uh, like it really doesn't get much much better than that right. to me right like uh so anything made on a really high level that my body wants at the time that's the best thing the most like, recent <laughs> meal that i said that about was um thai palace over by disney world oh okay yeah i'll have to try it i haven't given it a try yet holy crap like i had <laughs> it with the with the girl that i was talking about so they have vegan options and I tell you, like, it was, like, the biggest meal and the best meal I've had in a really long time. It was so good. And you like Thai food. Oh, yeah. Indian food is my favorite. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, like, like uh, which I've seen pictures of people posting about a newer vegan Indian, like, all vegan Indian place. Yeah. Uh, that uh, has, like, a, like a table-side buffet. Right and I'm trying to look up yeah, the name fine. of it here in Orlando. Yeah, here in Orlando. Right. Yeah, on. yeah. It, it's uh, it's newer. Newer. Um, one second. No, that's fine. No, I mean places like Woodlands have been around, uh, forever. Oh, that yeah. like that have lots of vegan options. I know Woodlands. And uh, and like uh, by, um, by Disney area, there's a place called Taste of Punjab. That right. had a lot of vegan stuff that right uh, that was like spectacular. Punjab um, is, is that called... is that Indian as well? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, okay. exactly, exactly. And uh, I'll I will have to find it, but uh, maybe it's Bombay Cafe, but I'm not sure. But I'm not I'm not. That sounds familiar. Sure. Um, like, uh, but yeah, 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 yeah. But they like Orlando's got good good Indian stuff in general too. They do. They do well, you know. Um, Pine Hills is a lot of people think of Pine Hills as being a lot of African American, but it's a lot like huge Caribbean and West Indian um, neighborhood. Like, sure, I would say it's probably more Caribbean and West Indian than anything else. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. I live on this side, and I know a lot of um, a lot of people that are like their families are Caribbean, um, Jamaican, West Indian, like uh, Trinidad and Tobago. Like there's a sure. huge, huge um, community of all of those different places over here on the West side. And 
you see some really, really good food over here when it comes to those those uh, types of dishes and um, those ethnicity, you know, the that, I mean, I don't know. There's just yeah. something about it, you know? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, some no, of the I, best I, I food I, I've I have, had. I have to explore that area more uh, now yeah. that, like, uh, that I think I think it's really built up over the years, has, like uh, yeah. compared to uh, what it uh, what it had been, uh, right. and it's at like even just the Chinatown area that I was in uh, just the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I'd taken a Chinatown bus there one time from Orlando to New York City for thirty five bucks. Whoa, and that's uh, awesome! <laughs> that was an awesome adventure. I bet you that was a really cool adventure. <laughs> <laughs> that was an adventure. That was yeah. just a whim of a. Uh, of saw the sale and I was like, let's just do this. Why not? And, uh, and, um, but even that area, I mean, honestly, that went for like, like uh, a long time ago, that whole Chinatown area was, uh, no, I'm not talking about the mills and 50 area. Right. That's that's Vietnamese. That's Vietnamese. There's a difference. (laughs) A lot of people don't realize that, but yeah, it's Vietnamese. (laughs) It's not Chinese. There's probably uh, Chinese in there, but it's mostly Vietnamese. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but I mean, yeah, a lot of that area was pretty run down back in the day. Oh yeah. Like, uh, oh, yeah. You just, uh, I yeah, you just didn't uh, didn't often want to to go that way. No. But 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 now, like, if you go in that Chinatown area, you'll see a a huge array of like spectacular looking restaurants and things. Yeah. Yeah. And like, uh, and yeah, that whole area is starting to really build up. And, oh yeah. Which is good that uh, that all the stuff in Orlando anymore isn't just in downtown Winter Park. Right. And, uh, well, um, one of the things that Orlando is known for is being a very international city, so it makes sense that you would have a, a rich um, international food culture here. And For sure. Like, you know, people that live here know about it, but it's not that much of a well-known thing. You no, know. no, I, 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 agree. I tell everyone that like Orlando is one of the most amazing places for all the reasons no one knows about or cares about. That's a really good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I have this podcast because I know so many creative people, you know, I, I know so many creative people and that's one of the big things that people don't know about is the, the arts community here, the arts and the music and everything else that comes with it is very very rich like we don't have Uh, what's that i'm sorry go ahead we don't have a film scene here like we don't do a lot of filming here true except for maybe like the endian i guess but that is uh but like but like as far as like filming movies and stuff we don't do that a lot here but with that comes like special effects and different things right well the the theme parks, they have their own special effects industry, and it's exactly like the film industry. They're doing the exact same things. They're using the exact same processes. And I actually worked in that. They call it scenic, but it's actually the same thing as the film industry. It's actually a little bit, I don't know, there's a little bit more care taken into it because you're having, you know, thousands of people sit on this sculpture every day <laughs> every sure. single day you know what i mean sure. where we're in a movie you build it they shoot it 
they tear it apart or throw it in the garbage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where yeah. where here you're doing the exact same thing, but you have to make it a lot more sturdy. And like a lot of people don't realize that. Like there is kind of that same field, that artistic um special effects field. I was working yeah. on uh, the last job I had, I was building punch blocks. They called them punch blocks. The blocks from Super Mario World that he jumps okay, up yeah. and punches. Mm -hmm. I was building mm -hmm. those out of fiberglass for Nintendo Land in Japan. And we were using the same processes that you would see in a movie, you know? And we're shipping it all over. Like, a lot of people don't realize the opportunities here in the creative world it's yeah, not it, just it, theme parks it's, it's absolutely uh, absolutely true i mean and like uh and even in the like um sort of uh entertainment creative world yes they're like they're like uh like sit like like one thing that i've noticed even from like moving to los angeles and and moving mm -hmm. back here like uh like los angeles definitely has the the network advantage of right. like uh of just there's just tons of people with so much money out there that happen to hang out in the creative scenes. Right. Uh, that uh, that like if someone with a ton of money likes you or that like heads the production of uh, of this thing, they're just like, oh yeah, hey, why don't you just come on over and be in this giant thing? Right. Uh, that doesn't happen as much in Orlando. No. But what we do have here is uh, is uh, community events. That have been around for a long time, yes. and uh, and uh, and since the places here don't have to make a billion dollars a minute to stay in business, right. uh, you can have these various hangout spots that have like open mic nights and comedy right. nights and uh, and music nights and all sorts of things that uh, that people have cut their teeth on and then gone and made it big elsewhere. Yeah, absolutely. And, like uh, that's pretty. It's, and, I've I had um Lou from Uncle Lou's. You know Uncle Lou's? Yeah, of course. And we talked about that how a lot of bands have come through there on their first tour or a lot of bands have come through there that are that are like big touring bands now that mm -hmm. started out in Orlando or like have members that started out in Orlando and their first place they played was Lou's, you know. Yeah. Like there's little places like that. Even Will's Pub has that thing, you know? For sure. Like, for sure. A couple years ago, fucking, uh, what's his name? Um, from the Dead Kennedys. Jello Biafra. Uh, okay. A couple years ago, Jello Biafra played Will's Pub on New Year's Eve. Huh. It's like he could probably play anywhere he wants on New Year's yeah. Eve, but he played Will's Pub. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, like, that is cool as hell. Yeah, Will's Pub is like one of those places where like, like it's well known. It's not just a small hole in the wall place. I mean, the the, the whiskey go go in Los Angeles is the same size as Will's Pub. Yeah, and uh, and like uh, maybe a little bit bigger, but not much bigger. Yeah, I mean, but I mean that's just like this legendary, like small venue right on the on the, that just happens to be on the sunset strip and like uh but uh i mean really those places aren't any better than will's pub or the haven or anything like that yeah and it's, it's... Uh, i mean honestly actually they're probably worse because at the moment 
uh, it's all a little bit of a game and a racket uh, in the sense that um, that they, they 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 definitely leverage their notoriety to uh, to make you make you make the uh, smaller band pay. Really? Yeah. And uh, oh yeah, I uh, can like, see that. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, but and it's also the city of West Hollywood basically doesn't seem to want that stuff around anymore because they make uh they make it as hard as possible for them to stay in business. Mm. And so Are you I like mean, yeah, talking yeah. about like a gentrification type of thing. Yeah, well, I mean the the like there is zero free parking in the city of West Hollywood, oh, okay. like uh, like anywhere, uh, which is not true across LA. Like, I'm a free parking ninja, yeah, and uh, and I, I like I could find free parking in LA pretty much anywhere except for West Hollywood. Wow. Uh, and uh, and um, in so in addition, so e- they even charge the bands to use their parking lots and stuff. What? Like, uh, like, uh, and it's, uh, and it, and it's, it, it's, it's, exp- it's, uh, it's, which I get on their end, they have yeah. to be making a billion dollars a minute because West Hollywood prices are, are outrageous yeah. now. And uh, like these places have survived from times when maybe that they, it wasn't like, uh, this ridiculously posh area gotcha. to, uh, to, gotcha. to be in. But like, yeah, but the, the city in and of itself, doesn't even seem to care about about that aspect. So hmm. so they uh, all, all yeah, all the places have to do whatever they can, whatever they can do basically to make money. And uh, and I, I think it's a I think it's a lose lose for, yeah. for a lot of people. I think that might have a lot to do with why there's such a thriving arts community here is because of that. I think we touched yeah, on that earlier. Sure. I think we touched on that earlier where you don't have to make a shit ton of money to have a place like Lou's or Will's Pub. I mean, there's a place next to Lou's called Grumpy's, and I've seen amazing shows there, and I love (laughs) that place. I love it. But it's a shithole, but it's amazing. (laughs) It's like, I don't know, there's just something about it. Orlando's had a lot of amazing shitholes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, a lot of people don't know it, and I mean, I'm, I'm, I want more people to know it. Like, I want the tourists to know more about the stuff that's going on downtown. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's what I said. Like, like it's all the reasons that no one knows about or cares about. Yeah. And and even if even if you told even if you told someone, oh, we have the most amazing lakes and parks to walk around. Yeah. They'll be like, so. Right. And, uh, <laughs> until they right. experience it. And, and then, then it's like, yeah. wow, okay, like this is something special. Oh yeah. And, uh, oh yeah. And, but um, but yeah, until then, it's uh, people are like, um, okay, right. Like, uh, and uh, and yeah, you could say, well, we have these amazing shithole venues, that like, right. uh, <laughs> you'll see just uh, awesome shows for zero to five dollars. Right. <laughs> like uh, and yeah. uh, and and there's there's ample parking everywhere, and then afterwards right. you get. Like late night food at Taco China or like uh, exactly. or other places that and the food is like spe- spectacular late night food. Oh yeah. Honestly, L A had the most mediocre late night food. Really? Anywhere? Like uh, <laughs> I mean, and it wasn't it wasn't even. I mean, maybe technically there were more places just because it's that much bigger. Right. But uh, but there's not that many more places. <laughs> it's and, like uh, you've you were in that in that uh. I bar and um, those those places back in the day, 
For sure. What was the thing to do after Ivar? Go to Planet get Pizza. Get a hot dog at the vegan hot dog truck or, or a pizza. Yeah, go to Planet like Pizza. <laughs> you know, that was the big thing. I mean, you're vegan, so it would be different. But yeah, like... Like there were those things, but there was the but there was the vegan hot dog truck right across the, or vegan hot dog cart. I mean, right across the street. Yeah. And I remember, I remember the original owner had like parties and stuff for his customers. Yeah. And like uh, like charged very cheap prices, and you just wanted to give him all your money. Right. Like uh, and yeah, it was just this thriving late night like uh, food scene like yeah. like uh, like around there. It was so cool. And it's still pretty cool. I mean, the pandemic has put a lot of things, a lot of things that we don't think about or took for granted has definitely affected them. But yeah, sure. there was, there's, it seems like there's always been that thing in Orlando, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, or hell, you're like, uh, like Austin's, I mean, that used to be up until two in the morning or yeah. 24 hours. Yeah. Like you could show up there at four in the morning and go get a piece of vegan carrot cake and like a right. vegan buffalo chicken sandwich thing and uh and yeah and i mean and taco china has always been open pretty late night yeah. and like uh and pom-poms has always yeah, pom been yeah pom-poms uh, yeah. like uh, i i tried to remember that the other day and i couldn't remember what the name of it was Man. that was um, one of the first places i started putting my art up on the wall regularly was pom-poms yeah yeah i, I like like that's the, and that's that's such a such a cool little area in general. Oh, I love that area. The Milk District. You have um, Drunken Monkey and you have uh, yeah. that Beefy King. Like, like, there's just cool little places like that. I love it. So yeah. I'm, I'm looking at your YouTube and you have a lot of... You've been busy on your YouTube. Um, but it says podcast interview with um johan from avatar are you doing a podcast or is uh, it i just, like I a just called it a thing? podcast style episode okay uh okay. it's just like a long form interview like gotcha. uh i mean sort of do wh whatever is interesting in a sense yeah. uh, but i wanted like uh when i when i would have seen that on youtube i'd be like oh okay i'm going to listen to that while i do something else gotcha and gotcha. like uh and like as in uh, yeah, something that I wouldn't expect anyone to just sit down and stare at us for uh, right, right, for an hour right. or so. Right. Uh, I was. Like, uh, I need to do that. I need to put my stuff up on YouTube because people are starting to use YouTube more for audio and listening to music and things like that. Like you said, they'll just put it on and use it almost as a audio player. You know. Yeah. So I need exactly. to do that too. I don't exactly. have the production abilities to do video so it would just be audio you know mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. like you seem like you have a pretty good production value on your on your videos and even talking to you now like it, it feels like you're on a set <laughs> oh, oh, oh and the lighting yeah, yeah good i mean, I mean and... I'm, a, I'm an audio engineer and uh and like uh well yeah. i guess more recently ish like uh like uh, i finally I've started to learn what I'm doing with video as well. Right on. I just uh, finished uh, school for recording, actually. So I'm like a certified audio engineer now. Oh, and nice. I had a job lined up doing live shows for a big company here called LMG. And mm. like they've done the Super Bowl and shit like that, like like a huge company. And they had to lay off 200 people when the pandemic hit because there's no oh, live I can imagine. shows. Yeah, there's nothing. So like. 
I'm like in limbo. But yeah, like I, I, I was watching one of your videos about using Cubase and I was like, I use Pro Tools, but a lot of people are starting to use Cubase. So I might try. Oh, oh, oh. I might learn that a little bit. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, well, I, I, no. actually I use a Persona Studio One now. Studio One. I actually yeah, have yeah, Studio yeah. One. I, 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 use... I but, love uh, but it. But I mean, but I love but, uh, Studio but yeah, but One. It's, uh, but honestly, to me, that's like uh, people liking the notebook that they use. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, as right. a, like I mean, it's all paper. Right. Like, <laughs> right. I actually love Studio One and I have it like they had a, a sale a few months ago and I got it for like mm. nothing very pretty much. Sure. You know? And I love it. It's so I don't know. You can do so much with it. Yeah, I, I, I really like Studio One. Uh, but I mean, I, I think they're all good, honestly. Like, yeah. uh, like I think uh, I, I I'm just familiar the, with the, the best DAW is the one that you have and the one that that you enjoy using <laughs> and that you're familiar with yeah yeah like i was yeah, yeah. using adobe audition because it came with creative suite i guess i don't really consider adobe audition in the same league as the other DAWs. no like, it's not uh, I, don't, it's I don't i don't know why but uh but any of that like i like all the adobe stuff i love for video i love for photo manipulation mm -hmm. but i don't consider their audio stuff in the same league as uh, oh it's not but but like for like just regular mixing and stuff like that, it wasn't bad. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For basic stuff, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. But because yeah. I was, you, I started using Pro Tools in class. That's what I started using, and that's what I'm familiar sure. with, and I love it too. Yeah, but like Pro Tools is great. Studio One's great for me. Studio One is good. I like it for uh, mastering and, and fixing the audio. That's what I use it oh, for right. the most. No, fair enough. Like, yeah. uh, I don't use it for yeah. recording or mixing or anything like that because, like I said, I'm used to the other things. But your production value, I mean, you have great lighting. You probably have a nice camera. Yeah, I mean, uh, you're seeing me now on a Lumix GH5. I've okay. got two uh, big lights like that you can't see in the, in the, uh, the video right here. Right. Uh, I've got, since we're using Skype, I've got my vocal stuff going through outboard gear instead of software. I see that. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, like, I mean, to, to get, I mean, to get basic decent sound is not that hard no. to get, uh, to get something, uh, a bit above that. It, it definitely takes a little bit of knowledge. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. And like, where did, where did you find, get your knowledge for audio stuff? Uh, I'm all self-taught, actually. Yeah. Like uh, on all that. Right. Like on. Uh, just started from day one and uh, and kept plugging at it. And uh, right on. Ho hopefully one day I'll get good at it. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things that uh, like you've been playing music for a while, I'm sure. Uh, well, only since my last year of college is when I first started. Okay. Uh, first started to play guitar. I mean, so that's... about about oh one or so. Gotcha. So, which yeah, now now I guess is a decent amount of time, but I didn't yeah. start when I was like nine years old and have uh and have like eight years of like uh just lessons and sitting stuff. around like yeah, 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 yeah. Um well like a lot of the producers that I follow, like um um Steve Albini and even uh um what's his name that produced uh 
He's the drummer for Garbage. Shit, I can't think of his name. Oh, I should again, know these uh, things. Well, like a lot of those guys, they became producers and engineers because they started recording their own bands, you know? And yeah. it seems like you probably found that same that exactly. same direction, Just that same path. Necessity. Yeah. Necessity. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, like, uh, well, I do think that all musicians now do have to have some basic knowledge yeah. of, uh, of recording. Um, I would say that if, if you started at nine years old or you just happen to be amazing at like whatever instrument it is or your voice right. or like if you're in like the like uh, less than the top one percent of like uh, of, of a skill, right. then I would let someone else do the engineering. Uh, gotcha. like, uh, if, uh, because you're gonna have to spend a ton of time on that skill, right. um, just to, uh, just to keep it up. Like, uh, with myself, since, uh, since I started off kind of late in the game in a sense mm -hmm. for, uh, for, for learning things, um, I've had to sort of, uh, I, I didn't, since I, I had no particular skill on, on, on anything, mm -hmm. uh, I've had to sort of find my voice. Gotcha. Uh, and find uh find like my my metaphorical voice right with uh with everything and uh and uh to do that i i had to learn how to uh record myself and uh right on and i, I and that, honestly i spend a tremendous amount of time even learning that and mm -hmm. attempting to increase that skill even today yeah, like, uh, like I'm still that, doing that, that. You know, I just graduated and like I'm always looking. I like I didn't want to stop school. <laughs> sure, you sure, know? sure. Well, uh, like, like, sort of the uh, one of the unfortunate things about uh, about recording arts in general is that almost everything is genre specific knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, and and anyone that says no, that's not how you do it. This is how you do it. Right. They're really saying this is how you do it in a particular genre under a particular right. set of circumstances. Right. And uh, and that will absolutely not give you the result that you want in no. a different genre under a different set of particular absolutely circumstances. Absolutely not. Even uh, even the microphones you use, you know. Oh, the, absolutely. The microphone you're using right now is probably the most um, versatile when it comes to studios. For sure. You know? And then the microphone I'm using right now is probably the most versatile for live shows. Like, sure. But other than that, I mean, for certain vocals, a mic is different. Like you want a different mic for oh, in I, the I, studio, absolutely. in the studio for sure. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I've got like large diaphragm condensers here as well. Yeah. For like, uh, it. Well, I'm because I'm using this because I got the air conditioner going in the background, oh, yeah. and I got uh, other things going on, and right. I didn't want it to pick up your voice as well. Right. And uh, and that's why uh, I use headphones. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, different different things for different different scenarios, but um but yeah, that's the that's uh, like uh, it's it's the rough thing being able to sift through the knowledge and the noise uh for what you want to learn in audio engineering um not a, because because uh, like I used to think facts were really mm -hmm. the best things and opinions are not that good. But now I have the absolute opposite opinion Same here. in that, uh, in that uh, facts are, are easy and cheap and uh, and opinions in the opinions of the person that is doing the exact thing that you sort of want to do. That's right. where the gold is. Right. Because uh, that's a great because, point. 
Like, <laughs> because yeah, that, that, that will not be derived from facts. And, um, and yeah, between that and also just being able to hear what is a good sound and what is not a, yeah. uh, a good quote unquote sound, right. like as in like this sound will meet my needs and this sound will not like, uh, even in terms of, um, just the amount of bass in the sound and like, uh, that can easily be too much at, uh, yeah. or, or too little or like depending on your monitoring situation and just your, right. your, your, your hearing like, uh, that takes, uh, I mean, maybe some people pick it up real quick, but uh, but it, that that stuff takes a lot of trial and error learning, and sometimes, especially like you can learn bad habits and then have to unlearn them. Right. And right. And so, uh, so yeah, the, 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 it, it's it's audio engineering. I, I would say that's probably the hardest thing that I've ever done. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, or especially dense mix audio engineering. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got you. But like, is, uh, is, I like I like what you said about opinions and facts. Like that's a that's a really good point, and that that encompasses more than just audio engineering, you know. For sure. So, I think that's sure. a good way to wrap it up because that's a really good point, and that's a good way. So absolutely. Uh, later.